Welcome to Living Inside Out by Faith, the podcast that shares stories of Christians, what God has done in their lives, and how they're using their God-given talents, abilities, and gifts to make a difference in the world. Here is your host, Sherelle Wallace. Let's get started. Welcome to the Living Inside Out by Faith podcast. I'm your host, Sherelle Wallace. In today's episode, I will share my story of becoming a single mother on Father's Day of 2008. I will share stories of how God brought me through, how Romans 8.28 came true in my life, and I will talk about how God renewed my mind and set me on a new path. But before I get into today's episode, I would like to thank all my listeners Um, who listen to this podcast. It hasn't been quite 30 days yet, but I have a total of 98 downloads so far. So I just want to give a shout out to all those who listen to me. I have listeners from United States, France, Germany, South Africa, and the United Kingdom. I got listeners in my hometown of Galesburg, Illinois, uh, Pekin, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois, Aurora, Colorado, Mason, Ohio, Morton Grove, Illinois, Streeter, Illinois. I got a listener in France, in Wooster, Ohio, Lake Elsinore, California, uh, Sholo, Arizona, Salisaw, Oklahoma, Fritch, Texas, Houston, Texas, Knoxville, Tennessee, San Jose, California, Peoria, Illinois, Bellevue, Illinois, Springfield, Illinois, Ormond Beach, Florida, Bartlesville, Oklahoma, Brookings, South Dakota, Bloomington, California, Cape Town, Western Cape, Macomb, Illinois, a place I can't quite pronounce, but it's in Bavaria, Forest Park, Ohio, Hanover, Maryland, Mount Juliet, Tennessee, White Deer, Texas, New York City, New York, Sutton, Coldfield, England, Stores, Connecticut, Manhattan, New York, Clayton, Missouri, Austin, Texas, Watsika, Illinois, Shaw, Washington, Columbus, Ohio, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Gilbert, Arizona, Dallas, Texas, Westfield, Indiana, Ashburn, Virginia, and Seattle, Washington. I just want to give you guys a shout out. Thank you so much for downloading this podcast. Um, My heart is that you will get something out of this podcast, um, that maybe you'll even share it with others and give others hope. Um, My heart for this podcast was just to share stories of God, about God, what he's done in Christians' lives, and how... um, They're just making a difference in the world because of it. So I just want to thank you guys for just taking the time to listen. I hope that you'll get something out of each and every episode. I also want to tell you that um, you can reach out to me. You can reach out to me through my um, livingincideoutbyfaith.com website. I do have a contact page on there that you can just reach out to me. And if you have a story you want to share or if you just want to, tell me something, something that you've gotten out of this podcast. I would just love to hear from you. And you, or you can reach me on my Living Inside Out by Faith Facebook page. You can get on there and shoot me a message. Uh, just send me a pic. Um, 
you can direct message me, anything, any way you want to reach out to me, I would love to hear from you. So in today's episode, I'm going to share my story of why Father's Day became a significant day in my life. Um, Like I was saying earlier, I became a single mother on Father's Day of 2008. So 12 years ago, when my 15 year relationship ended, leaving me with two daughters ages 10 and five, and pregnant with my third daughter on the way. Um, Actually, my 15 year relationship ended on Father's Day. And the next day I was scheduled to go to the doctor because I had taken taken a home pregnancy test and it had came back positive. So I was just going to the doctor to confirm that I was pregnant. Now, just to give you a little background, um, I had two miscarriages before this. Um, and so when I went to the doctor before I would go to the doctor to, you know, confirm that I was pregnant, but the last two times the I had lost the baby even before I got to my first appointment. So when I went to the doctor on this particular Monday, um, I was expecting the same results, really. And um, so when the doctor did the sonogram, there was a heartbeat and she told me that I was pregnant. And so my emotions were, you know, I had strong emotions. I tears, I remember tears coming down my face because I realized that I, the baby lived and the baby was inside of me. And here I am, I just became a single mother or yeah, I just became, you know, a single mother the day before. And so I was just overwhelmed by this feeling that I wasn't expecting because I had had the two miscarriages before. So it was kind of a surprise to me. But I was happy. I mean, you know, eventually I, I was happy, but it was just just this overwhelming feeling that, oh, my gosh, I'm pregnant. What am I going to do? I'm, you know, I'm a single mother. And so I found out I was pregnant. And my mindset at this time was, you know, like I said, you know, just overwhelm. But um, if you guys listen to my introductory podcast, Uh, When I shared my testimony, you know that the year before that, in 2007, um, my aunt had called me and told me that God had put it in her heart to tell me that he had a plan for my life that was bigger and better than anything I could imagine. And so, you know, imagine how I'm feeling right now as I'm expecting this great plan. And then a year later, here I am pregnant and a single mother. So I'm thinking, you know, to God, what kind of plan is this? I didn't understand, but um, I just faithfully kept going to church, you know, and luckily I had been going to church a year before this happened. So my mind was already being renewed. You know, I was learning who God was. I was learning who I was. And so God was just really revealing things to me and my mindset was starting to change already. You know, I was realizing that you know, God did have a plan for my life, but I just didn't understand it at this time. What kind of plan this could be that, you know, I was pregnant and my relationship of 15 years ended. And so it was this during this season of my life that I really had to learn to trust God. You know, I'd become a single mother and 
I struggled financially. I went from two paychecks to one paycheck. I still had a mortgage. I had bills to pay. And, you know, when you have a mortgage, things go wrong. The water heater, I remember, leaked one time and I had water all over the floor. I had just laid, we had just laid uh, hardwood floors in the hallway and the water seeped under there and um, somehow it got a pinhole leak. So I had to worry about replacing water heaters. I had uh, car problems. I had rent to pay. I had, I hated when August came because that means school was about to start. And so you had school supplies and if they needed, you know, clothes, you had to worry about that and then comes Christmas time rolls around and you got to worry about trying to put Christmas presents under the tree. And, you know, I know that's not what Christmas is about, but kids, they want presents. And so I had to worry about Christmas presents and just all these things that I had, you know, going on. And I remember when I got accepted for government assistance, I was so relieved, but also so shamed. I'd never had to get on government assistance before. And I did have a full-time job. I've always had a full-time job. I worked 40 hours a week, but that just wasn't enough to cover everything. And so when I got on government assistance, I was relieved, but, you know, the struggle was still there. You know, when you have all these unexpected um, things come up, but it was during this time that, you know, God would show, show me himself. He would provide all these miracles I remember uh, one time it was close to Christmas time and I was, you know, struggling as always financially. And I would do try to do things on my own strength. Sometimes, you know, I I believed in God and I trusted him, but I didn't fully trust him. I still thought that I had to do things in my own strength to sort of help God along. And so. I would, you know, be living paycheck to paycheck. I would take out loans from financial places and payday loans, just whatever I needed to do to stay afloat because I did not like to ask for help. Um, that's something I never had to do, and I just, you know, didn't like to ask for help. So I remember one time I was at work, and it was close to Christmas time, getting close to that time, and I remember I was in my boss's office, and she had told me, she's like, have you looked in your mailbox? Because, you know, we had employee mailboxes. We each had our mailbox. And I said, no, I haven't looked in there. She's like, oh, need to check out check out your mailbox, see what's in there. And so I never did make it to my mailbox because I was got busy. Um, and so I got busy and I didn't make it to my mailbox. And then I happened to go into her office later that day. She's like, did you ever get in your mailbox? And I said, oh, no, I'm sorry, I got busy. So I left her office and walked across the hall to get into my mailbox. And I remember there was a envelope in there. And in this envelope was like a, a Christmas card. And I opened up this card and there's all this money inside of this card. And it said, Merry Christmas from your coworkers. And I remember tears just streamed down my eyes because I needed it, you know. And my coworkers, I know it was God, put it on my coworkers' heart to give me this money. Now, my coworkers didn't know my, you know, financial, my finance, my, my financial needs, but 
I mean, they did know that I was a single mother. My relationship had ended in the middle of me working there almost a few months after I started working there. It ended. So they knew that I was a single mother, but they didn't have they didn't have a whole lot of money. And even my boss was a single mother, you know, so I just know it was God that put it on their heart to give me the money just when I needed it. And like I said, it was around Christmas time. So I know um, I should have needed to use or I was going to use that on Christmas present. But then uh, I'd have car problem. That money covered, you know, my car needs because, you know, you got to have a car to get to work. And so I remember having I can't remember what was wrong with my car, but it cost one hundred eighty six dollars and I had two hundred dollars that I gotten from them. So I was able to pay for my car to be fixed. I still had a little time before Christmas, but, you know, you just you have to take care of, you know, things like that. You can't just spend it on um, luxuries. You don't have luxuries at this point or I didn't. And so then I remember uh, my church. I remember them giving me money like around Christmas time. I remember getting a Christmas card and there was a check in there for like a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars. I can't remember. And and so things like that, you know, just God working through people to bless me, even when I didn't say a word of what I needed. I remember one time, um, like I said, I had exhausted all my finances and I had to pay rent. And so at this point I had rent because um, when I became a single mother, I had a house, but after a while, I just could not afford the house anymore. I mean, things were going wrong. Like I said, it started out with a water heater, and then before I knew it, it was a roof. And, you know, I remember one day, this is another story, but I remember one day I was um, laying in my room, and when it rained, you know, when you have a really bad roof and it rains, I mean, I used to hate when it when the forecast said it was going to rain because when it rained heavy, I would have to get a bucket and place it underneath this hole in my bedroom so that the it would catch the raindrops. But um, I remember laying in my bed and, you know, during this point, I'd been going to church for a while and or for over a year. And I remember watching these this rain fall into this bucket. And I was thinking in my head, you know, my house is falling apart. I got this big hole in my roof. You could see the the plaster and the insulation coming out of this hole. And even though my house was falling apart, I felt like God had restored me. At this point in my life, God had just given me this peace. No matter what my circumstances were, he gave me this peace. And... I just knew things were going to be all right no matter what my circumstances looked like. And so I remember looking at the water coming down eyes and I was like, my house is falling apart, but God had restored me. So God would just, he just gave me a peace during this time. So like I was saying earlier, I had um, moved out of the house. I'd lost the house. I got, had to go into foreclosure. And so I moved into an apartment. And it was a nice apartment, actually. The apartment was actually nicer, I think, than my house and probably even bigger. So I moved into this apartment. I remember, you know, things would go wrong. I was still living paycheck to paycheck, probably still paying on the loans. And so the money that was coming in, um, it was gone by the time, 
you know, I got paid. And so I remember I had exhausted all my resources and I didn't know how I was going to pay rent. And I remember a friend had texted me and said that they wanted to tell me something. And so um, they said they'd come over or we'd get together sometime so they can tell me what they needed to tell me. Well, time went on. It was days and probably about a week. And uh, finally they texted me and they said, um, are you home? I, I want to come over. I just want to come over. So I said, yeah, I'm home. So, um, you know, they came over and I came to, the, they knocked on the door, rung the doorbell. And so I answered the door and they said, um, here, I wanted to give you this. And so I, I thought they were going to come to talk to me, but they wanted to give me something. And so they just said, I wanted to give you this, you know, this friend I shared that, you know, I went, had dreams of starting a business and everything. And they said, I want to give you this no matter, or you can use this to, for your business. And then they said, or no matter what, whatever you need it for, just use it, whatever you need it for. And so I, uh, took the money. I didn't know. I didn't even look while they were there. I didn't even look to see how much it was. They was sort of there real quick. And then they left. And so I went into the house and I opened up my hand to look to see what, how much it was. And there was seven $100 bills this person had gave me. I tell you, no one has ever given me that much money. And this person, they didn't even have a lot of money. The only person that I had shared anything with was God. I had, you know, used up all my resources. And I remember surrendering to God and said, God, I just give this to you. I, I, there's nothing I can do. I just give it up. I just give it to you. And uh, this friend brings me over seven $100 bills just when I was probably getting ready to get a letter from, you know, the management of the apartments to say that, you know, you're going to have to move out if you don't pay this rent. See, just things like that. Just God showed up. I, God worked through people to take care of my needs. And it was only God that knew, and I knew it was God. And so this happened time and time again. I remember I made it through Christmas. I was able to put a couple presents underneath the tree. And, but I was back to the way I was, you know, back to struggling again. And I remember um, my anniversary date for my work was always in January because I started in January. And I think I'd probably been there at least five years. And every year you have to sign paperwork, you know, letting you know what your vacation days are and everything. But this particular time, uh, the secretary had me sign my papers and there was this option where I had this unused sick time. And the option was that I could turn it into vacation time and get extra vacation time, or I can just get paid for it. And so I decided to get paid for it because I was baroque, I tell you. It was after Christmas. I was struggling like always. And so I got paid for it. So then my next paycheck, I um, I got basically two paychecks because I got paid my regular paycheck and this unused sick time pay. And so just things like that where everything would work out, you know, God just gave me a peace. It was through this time of being a single mother that I was able to see God work, that my relationship with God really began, that I would learn to trust him, to just give 
you know, just to give my situations to him because I would still try and do things in my own strength. And God had to give me in a place where all I could do was depend on him. When, you know, I started this journey of going back to church, um, even though I was raised in church, I, you know, I'd stopped going for a while. But when I started this journey, it was because my aunt had called and told me that God put it in her heart to tell me that he had a plan for my life. And although I didn't understand everything that was going on, God started revealing his face to me. Instead of seeking his plan, I started seeing his face. I started seeing that God is good, that he wants to protect me and take care of me that he's not mad at me, that he wants to show me his love for me. And that I learned that, you know, he gave me peace, that he wants to give me peace. And so in this time in my life, I, you know, I'm thankful for this season of my life because this season is what it took to show me who God was. I was learning it, you know, earlier through the Bible. I was listening to stories. My mind was being renewed. But when I really needed him, he showed up time and time and time again. And there was just so many things I've learned from this season of being a single mother. Um, I learned that, you know, I do things not because I feel like I have to obey God or that you know, out of obligation, I do it out of my affection for him. I've seen him, I know him, and I do things because of my affection for him. I learned that I need to lean on God, not to try to do things in my own strength, but just to lean on him. John fifteen five says that, you know, he is the vine and we are the branches. It says those who remain in him will produce much fruit. But apart from him, we can do nothing. So during this season of my life, I learned that firsthand. That became more than just a Bible verse to me. That became the truth. I learned to wait on the Lord. You know, Isaiah 40, 31 tells us that those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. You know, he always has our best in mind. We just have to wait for his timing and his direction. And during this season of my life, I was able to learn that firsthand. And, you know, I didn't learn it the first time, the second time, the third time. I had to go around the same mountain. I don't know how many times. So God got it through my thick head that I needed to trust him and wait on him for his direction and his timing. You know, Romans 8, 28 says that God works everything for our good. He causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Now, this promise ain't for everybody. It can only be claimed by those who love God and are called by him. You know, you got to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, and he will give you a new perspective and a new mindset. Um, You'll start trusting in him and know that he is with you. So I don't know who's listening out there. I don't know if you're going through a struggle, um, if you're a Christian or if you just, you know, want to know God. I'm here to tell you that God is real 
And you don't have to be, if you are a Christian or if you're not, you don't have to be perfect before you can go to God or before that he um, reaches out to you. When my aunt called me in 2007 and told me that God put it in her heart to tell me that he had a plan for my life, I felt like God, when I look back, I felt that was God reaching down from heaven to earth to pull me up out of my situation because I was laying across that bed in tears thinking that God, there has to be more to life than this. And, you know, I was in a relationship, a long relationship, and me and the father of my girls, we were never, we never got married. We had talked about it. You know, our families wanted us to, and we would think about or say we were, but then it was always something come up, we can't afford it, or, you know, you just sort of get, it doesn't seem as necessary, or maybe even the longer we got together, the more we realized, I don't know if I want to marry this person. But anyway, but we did not, we were not married. I was not living a perfect life. I was, you know, I was not married. I was uh, having children out of children out of wedlock and God still reached down from heaven to earth to tell me that he had a plan for my life. And so I've been on this journey trying to figure out this plan for my life. But in the meantime, I found out who God was. I, instead of seeking his plan, I started seeing his face. But guess what? God still revealed his plan for, for my life. During this journey, I have learned God's plan for my life. And this podcast is a result of that. This podcast is a part of that plan. And I tell you, when I'm doing this podcast, this podcast is something that is way out of my comfort zone. This podcast has been on my mind for a very long time. I actually bought the equipment over la- last year, the year before, I think it was last year. And I'm just now putting it to use because this is out of my comfort zone. But God, when he gives you a plan, when he puts a desire in your heart, he will give you the desire to do it no matter if it's out of your comfort zone or not. So whoever's listening out there, you know, God, God has a plan for everyone. When my aunt called to tell me that he had a plan for my life. And, um, you know, my pastor read that scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you a future and a hope. When I read that, when my pastor read that, I realized, I remember thinking what he has a plan for everybody. I thought it was just for me, but it's true. He has a plan for everybody, but you have to seek him. When you seek him, you will find him. You know, I had heard Jeremiah 29, 11, but when you read uh, verse 12 and 13, you will see that you will have to seek him with your whole heart. And when you seek him, you will find him. And it was through this season of single motherhood that I really had to seek him with my whole heart because he was all that I had. I had no one else to rely on. But God showed me his face and now he's showing me his plan. So whoever's listening out there, if you know you're seeking God's plan for your life or if you want to know God's plan for your life, you need to seek God wholeheartedly. You need to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. You need to ask him to come in your heart. You need to tell him that you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins 
because it's only through Christ that you will find who you are. You will find out who God is. You will find out his plan for your life. No matter what you're going through, you don't have to be living the best life. You don't have to be all cleaned up. Um, God will reach from heaven to earth like he did me in the middle of my sins, in the middle of my life that I had messed up. He reached down because he had a plan for my life. And no matter, you know, that how your journey goes, just remember that God is with you. You just got to stay in the word, stay connected, stay um, connected with other believers. Um, go find you a church, a Bible believing, preaching church. I mean, it's just, I just thank God for my brothers and sisters in Christ who um, I'm able to share my life with because we pull each other up. We inspire each other. We uplift each other. We encourage each other. And that's what, why I created this podcast is to encourage you, to encourage others. Um, Even as Christians, we need encouragement. We need to hear our We need to hear testimonies. We need to hear stories. We need to hear what God is doing in our lives to keep us going, you know, Um, living this Christian life. I mean, it has its ups and downs, but it's staying in the word. It's staying connected with people. It's staying connected with what he's doing in others lives that keeps me going. So I thank you for anyone who is listening. I hope that you will share this podcast with somebody who needs to hear it, um, who needs some hope, some encouragement, some inspiration. I have all kinds of guests on here with all kinds of stories. I'm sure there's going to be stories on here that you can connect with. Um, So yeah, I just, I just thank God for his love for reaching down from heaven to earth to just to show me who he is. And to show me that he is real so I can tell others he is real. So in the next episode, you're going to hear a story of how a woman turned her own hardship of being a single mother into a not-for-profit opportunity to help others. So, yeah, I mean, I just have all these amazing stories. Um, if you have an amazing story, just reach out to me. Like I said, www.livinginsideoutbyfaith. You can get on my contact page or um, the, my Facebook page, w, or that's Living Inside Out by Faith on Facebook. Uh, direct message me. Um, just reach out to me because I'm here and I would just love to hear from you. All right. I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Living Inside Out by Faith Podcast. For notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, please visit livinginsideoutbyfaith.com. And to stay connected, join our Living Inside Out by Faith Facebook page for inspiration on how to put your faith into action. Remember, the revival starts with you.